everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is August 26th. It is 2022. We have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. And I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07, Grant Nefer. What's happening, my friend? You know, just tilting the Mets, not covering the alternate run line. Had him at two and a half and at three. And of course, I think DeGrom. Well, not of course. Can't believe DeGrom gave up a home run. And yeah, just 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 ruined it. But no, still not a bad little day. Can't complain. Right for right for tomorrow. There you go. Um, I'm I'm excited too. Daytona week kicks off um Friday. So ready for um the like tropical depression that we have coming through the state right when NASCAR gets here. So um always awesome. Classic Florida. Yeah, I don't know who's I, I still don't know whose decision it was to put a Daytona race in August because it rains, it literally rains like five or six days a week here. Um, so hey, who knows? We'll see. But I'm excited for Daytona week. But we're gonna talk some baseball first. Um, and we get started with two of the worst offenses in baseball, Cincinnati at Washington. Nine total in this game. The Nationals, a 135 favorite. We got Mike Miner going up against Cade Cavalli. Any interest here in Mike Miner? Well, the Washington bats might be terrible, but Mike Miner is worse. He's one of the worst pitchers in baseball. He's been bad this season, giving up lots of home runs, not really striking many guys out. 17.5% K rate, XFIP over five and a half or right around five and a half. I'm I'm not using him. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing Mike Miner. I'm with you today. Um, but I I have a ton of interest in Caden Cavalli. Cavalia, Cavalli. I think it's Cavalli. I think I'll have to look it up here in a second. Um, huge prospect, big prospect. Only was drafted a couple years ago. Not supposed to be in the bigs until next year. Washington kind of shipped everything away. And they're saying, why not give this kid a chance? He is the number two prospect in this organization. He's top 15 in all of baseball. He has a 26% K rate in AAA this season. Big arm, big arm, um, big fastball. Fastball changeup curveball guy. And against the Cincinnati offense, he's 5K. What are your thoughts here, Grant? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, he's 5K. And basically, I mean, he's still his minor league numbers are good. They aren't great, sitting around a four point four five x. So he does struggle a little bit with command, so it can get a little out of control here. Um, but Cincinnati's really not the greatest lineup. Um, no reason why he can't have a decent start. Again, might have a, a couple of walks, but guy still has good stuff. Like you said, fastball, changeup, curveball, slider. He's got a good repertoire. Just doesn't have the full command yet. He will at some point, but as of right now, like he's looking like he could be decent. Um, definitely better than the 5K price tag, considering he's going up against the Reds. So while the t- implied team total for the Reds is sitting over four in this spot, really doesn't matter when you're considering you're getting this guy at 5K and he has a 26% K rate in the minors this year. I'm not comparing this by any means to Aaron Nola, who just came through a complete game shutout. Um in 101 pitches, striking out 11. I'm just saying, like, one hitter, Jake Fraley, is the only hitter in this lineup that has an ISO 
over 150 against right-handed pitching this season. Um, this, I mean, this could be one of those spots where it's just like, you know, hey, you're getting called up and you're getting a, a really weak offense, and it could really work out for him. Low walk rate team outside of Fraley, like, well, we'll see. I mean, he's 5K, yeah. 5K, like 20 I mean, points yeah. at 5K, like sign me up. And you're going to have Barrero and Aquino in there who are striking out a 45% clip. And yeah, you're right. Projected lineup outside of Fraley is a sub 5% walk lineup. Like he struggles with control, but they are not patient hitters. So that's, that's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm more and getting talked more and more onto him. I can't wait to see a strikeout prop. I hope it comes in at like four and a half. I'm going to check to see if it's up right now. All right. Well, while you do that, we're going to talk about some bats here. Anything on the Cincinnati side that you like? Fraley's 2,700 going up against a rookie. I'm fine with that. Don't love it. Don't hate it, but it's a pretty solid salary saver. Outside of that, this lineup's kind of hot garbage. Um, that's basically it. And they just took down the Cincy line. Huh. India is not even like he's banged up right now, too. So Fraley is really the only guy that I probably will play for Cincinnati the rest of the season unless they're facing a really bad pitcher at home. Um, Man, Mike Miner, when we're looking at his overall stats this year, he has just been awful against right-handed hitters. Uh, really, really bad. Luke Voigt struggled against lefties all year when we know like he has the talent to hit left-handed pitching. Um, I don't mind him in this spot. Manessis is someone that I don't mind at like 4,100, but I don't think I'm stacking Washington, but I do think like looking at some of these cheap bats in this great matchup against minor makes a ton of sense. Lane Thomas is minimum salary and could hit leadoff. Yeah. I don't mind a little mini stack here. I mean, Manessis is solid. He has shown a ton of power so far in the majors. Voight, 3,400. I really like him. I know he hasn't hit lefties terribly well this season, but I really don't care. He's got the stuff. He's got the power. He's going up against one of the worst lefties in the entire league in minor. He's giving him a ton of pop. And I don't even hate Nelly Cruz, even though it hasn't been good. He's still Nelly Cruz at 3,100 going up against a lefty that's, again, one of the worst lefties in the league. I really don't hate this mini stack. And if you want to throw Lane Thomas on there too, there's lots of pitching to pay up for. So getting a cheap mini stack is always fine with me in my book. So I don't know if I'd full stack them, but I definitely don't mind targeting the cheap power bats here. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Wilson against Falter in this one, eight and a half. Philly is a 340 favorite on most books. Um, I don't know if this line's still out, but DK had it minus 255, which is almost um, a whole 100 points difference. Still at 255, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Caesars has it at 335 points bet, bet 65 or at 340. Um, anyway, let's talk Bryce Wilson, 5,800. Any interest in Wilson here against Philadelphia? No, no. I mean, massive total going up against him. He's not really a great pitcher by any means. He's sitting at 15% K rate. XFIP at four and a half. He's just not good. And there's a tough Phillies lineup here. I don't think he, I don't think he, I'm not even sure he's going to get any positive points. I know he's pitched decently recently um, with Cincinnati and Baltimore, but I mean, still, he's a bad pitcher with low K numbers going up against Philly, who's a good hitting team. So full on cross off for me. 
Baltzer on the other side, I mean, he's pitched good in back-to-back games, and one of those games included pitching against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh where he put up 22 fantasy points, struck out eight. Um, not a huge strikeout guy, but, man, this lineup's terrible. Um, any interest here in Bailey Falter? I mean, I'm not for it. I'm not really against it. He is not an awful pitcher. Um, doesn't strike out a ton. Leash isn't horribly long. If you really want to, it's just because Pittsburgh's such a bad team. And if you can't, if you don't want to play uh, Cade, um, then he's probably the next closest guy in salary that you would be willing to play. There's just not a ton of cheap arms that I'm real interested in. So Falter is probably number two of the cheap arms, um, maybe number three, but there's just not a ton of cheap arms to love. So just because of the matchup, Pittsburgh's not great. I could see playing him. The matchup is the only, you know, reason that I think he's in play today. Um, but I mean, he's not going to go deep into the game. So it kind of limits his ceiling. Any interest in the Pittsburgh bats here? Looking through, not really. I mean, just no. Yeah, you could go with Brian Reynolds, 4,500. That's fine. Maybe Brian Hayes. But he's back. Probably, yeah, I was going to say he's back. Yeah, 3,400. But O'Neill Cruz versus a lefty, not doing that. Newman game. Like, just at the, this this lineup is garbage. Um, I, I'd say outside Reynolds or Hayes, just full on fade. Uh, Philly bats going up against Wilson. Any interest in them? Yeah, Wilson's not very good. Um, it's that simple. Some Schwarber. Don't know if I want to pay seven, 5.7K for Real Muto. But Hoskins, Cassianos, bomb if he's back in the lineup, all fine. Like pretty much anyone, uh, Derek Hall if he's in there, they have some pop. Massive total here playing over in Philly. Uh, so yeah, I I'm fine with a fall on Philly stack. Schwarber is going to be one of the better plays on the slate. Wilson giving up a lot of home runs, so any power bat is very much in play. L.A. at Toronto, Dietmers going up against Mitch White in this one. Eight and a half total. The Blue Jays, a 180 favorites. Any interest here in Dietmers? I don't like the price tag. He's been really out of the matchup. He's been really, really solid since uh, the All-Star break and putting up good numbers. But the problem is he's going up against Toronto. And he's 8.8K. Um, been very good recently putting up Outside of the match versus Detroit, putting up 20-plus in five of the last six games. Um, but it's just Toronto, very good hitting team, a lot of good righties. And Dietmers is sitting at almost 9K on the slate that's absolutely packed with pitching. So I'm not going to argue with it, but I'm not going to play him. Saw Mitch White on the other side. I mean, three starts now with Toronto came over from the Dodgers. Um, beginning of the month, trade deadline time. Hasn't thrown more than five game innings. Um, 85 pitches has kind of been his max in those uh, three starts. Angels lineup is definitely beatable. You know, you got to get around Otani and Trout, assuming Trout will be back in the lineup. Um, it sounded like it was just a rest day for him on Thursday. What are your thoughts here on Mitch White? 7.1K, even against a bad, bad uh, Angels team. 
is probably a bit too much. Um, yeah, it's, it, he's not going to go over 85 pitches. Like they've shown that they're going to keep a decent leash on him. So I just, I can't see enough upside here to go with Mitch White. Yeah, I don't think this is a spot. Um, I mean, if you want to pay up for Trout or Otani, sure. They're just so expensive, but those would be the Trout's sitting at 5.5K. It's not honestly terrible. I mean, it's not necessarily cheap either. Yeah. (laughs) I got him. Yeah. I made him sneeze so hard that it's all over his hand. I I thought I got the mute button. Darn it. Yeah, no, it's uh, okay. You were you were inches away from getting it, but uh, it's all good. That's what I've always been told. I'm always inches away. Got him again. All right. <laughs> Toronto bats. I mean, Dietmers has been pitching good. I mean, his price tag is more of the reason that I don't have a ton of interest. But, I mean, this lineup is just so right-handed heavy against a guy like Dietmers. Um you know, looking at Dietmer's numbers on the season, Grant, like strikeout stuff is fine against righties, but he still allows 41% hard hits, 41% fly balls, an average hit distance of 217. Like, I think you could definitely stack Toronto if you wanted to in this game. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with it. Like I said, he's been much, much better in the second half of the season. Um, but still, he's still a prospect, still got beat up by Detroit in his last outing. I don't love Toronto, but I'm not going to argue with the stack. I mean, Vlad, Springer, Teoscar, Chapman, Bichette, Kirk, Guriel, any of them, any of them are fine. Like this, this lineup's just so loaded. I'm never going to argue with the Toronto stack going up against the lefty. Another Taysom Hill best ball team for me. Um, so many. Look at um, you. So many Taysom Hill best ball teams. I've still not drafted a single best ball team yet. So probably what I'm doing all next week. There you go. Um, that what was it the puppy three or something? I way too many teams. Tampa at Boston. We got some potential weather in this one, and we have an opener situation for Tampa. Yarbrough expected to pitch in long relief here. Waka pitching for Boston. Any interest in this Tampa situation going into Boston? Nah, Yarbrough isn't great. Not a huge strikeout guy. Not going to go over 80 pitches. Not worth 6,500. Yep, yep, yep. Waka, 8,500. Decent matchup against Tampa. I probably still don't pull the trigger here on Waka. Do you have any interest? No, the price tag is just too high. He's been due for negative aggression all season, and yet somehow just keeps getting it done. I don't understand him. I'm still not going to play him. Weather just confirms it. Really not a high strikeout guy sitting under 20%. So I I just, in Boston, even up against Tampa, not worth it. Another Taysom Hill. I had had an alert come up on my phone for two drafts that were ending within the hour. Um, And both of them were 18th round Taysom Hill. And those Russian TDs. He's a tight end, and I get him in the last pick every freaking draft. And I he's take a him tight in on there. Yeah, that's what he's playing this year. I know, but I I I didn't know how they'd handle things. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on Waka 8500. 
It's kind of a, man. I could see him dominating this team too. This lineup's not the worst. It's not the best. Um, large field tournaments. I think Waka playable, but that's it. Any interest here in the Tampa Bats? Not really. I mean, Waka. He maybe do some negative aggression, but really he's still a decent pitcher. Good ground ball pitcher going up against this team. I mean, I know it's in Boston, but I, I'm probably just staying away. Forgot to unmute myself. Um, no real interest for me in Tampa unless Brandon Lau is still really cheap on FanDuel. Um, any interest in Boston here? Yeah, you can definitely play the Boston Bats. I mean, Yarbrough's not great. Probably staying away from Devers. We will get one at bat versus a righty. Um, but Bogarts, JD, even though he's not been great, Fam, Kike, uh, all of them are fine. For if Dahlbeck's in the lineup, he's sub three K. Yeah, I mean Yarbrough is someone that I don't mind targeting with like a Tommy Fam or Xander Bogarts. JD Martinez just not been himself this year. I don't feel like he's a hundred percent. Um, but he's 4,300, and we know just how much upset he has against left-handed pitching. Dahlback at 2,900. Um, Ref Snyder, if he bats leadoff at 2,700, is kind of interesting. We got the Rockies and the Mets. Chad Cool going up against Chris Bassett's eight total Mets, 325 favorite in this one. Any interest in Chad Cool? No. Guys, not good. He's not cool for school. No, he's too cool for school. Too cool for school. Yeah, I'm going to pass on Chad Cool in this one. Mets lineup is just, it's such a hard lineup to beat in general for good pitchers. So um, don't think this is a spot I want to play him. I do like Chris Bassett on the other side of this game. 9,900 should cruise in this one against the Rockies. And I mean, he has 25 plus point upside in this matchup. So definitely don't mind Bassett at 9,900. Yeah, it's not a little awful. pricey. A little pricey. I mean, I, I think there's the problem is there's a few other guys I think I would prefer in in comparable matchups. Uh, but I'm not going to argue with. Them. I mean, guys been good this season, saying a 3.5 exit, good ground ball numbers, not huge strikeout numbers, which is why I'm kind of more leaning towards like Cole or Strider or um, Musgrove, Bieber. Like totals pretty low for the Rockies. Bassett's good, but I just don't feel like you're getting the massive upside you can get with those other guys. Much lower ownership again than those other guys, though. Too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Cole. Cole's gonna blow the ownership out of the um, water here. Yeah. I mean, he's ten seven against Oakland. Is Oakland not very good at baseball? Man, they're they're something. They got they're great fans up in the, the top row until security got there. I was watching I was watching a video um, on YouTube last night, and it was about the the Rockies, like um, ushers, just being not nice people. You ever oh had gosh, that? yeah, yeah, trying to for the July after the game. If you were in the rock pile, then you got to come down onto the field to watch the fireworks. And 
I guess it was more of the cops getting angry at me for try, trying me and me and dude man pa trying to sneak onto the field. Finally tricked him by saying, we literally just bought tickets to the outfield so we can get onto the field. Cops finally like, all right, go on down there. Little did he know we accidentally bought him for the next night. Um, but yeah, ushers are very, very, uh, they, they will not let you sneak. You cannot buy a ticket that, or cannot sit in a seat that you did not buy. They are very, very strict. Have you ever watched uh, Zach Campbell on YouTube? The ball so. hawk guy? Maybe. Yeah, he was the one that was talking about it. Like, he was trying to catch a home run and, like, almost got kicked out of the stadium from the usher. It was wild. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's talk hitters in this one. Any interest here in Colorado? No, they're all expensive, and Bassett's a good pitcher. They, they're they're priced as if they're in cores. No interest at all. Kind of like the Mets. I wish this game wasn't in City. Um, I mean, Vogelbach is definitely someone that I don't mind. Pete Alonso, you got to kind of choose between the two of them. Uh, Vogelbach's a lot cheaper. Nyquin, 3,900. Uh, McNeil, Lindor, all these guys. Nimmo, all of these guys are in play in this matchup against Chad Cool. Yeah, Chad Cool, well below average pitcher, doesn't strike out a lot, gets some walks, so, and gives up a lot of bombs. So, stack is perfect. Um, Lonzo Lindor, Marte, if you want, Naquin, Vogelbach are probably my favorites, but you can literally throw anyone in this lineup. Cool is not a good pitcher, and he's, he's going to struggle. Struggling. We got Detroit at Texas. Alexander against Glenn Otto in this one. Eight total. Rangers are 170 favorites. Any interest here in Tyler Alexander? I can safely say I have no interest in either pitcher because both of them do not strike out anyone and they're just bad. Like Glenn Otto is not good. Um, Detroit's offense is not good. If you're running 150 and you want to play some Glenn Otto, especially with Baez not likely to play, I'm not going to be the person to talk you off of it, but just know, just know that he's not very good. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, right? Like with Glenn Otto, like which Detroit bat are you like worried about? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, he did do well in AAA this season, and this is essentially a AAA lineup. Is it? It potentially is a double-A lineup. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's real bad. Yeah. Um, I guess there's worse things you could do, but yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on the Detroit Bats, though. For sure. I'm hate Haas. It's kind of it. All right. Green is a talented young player that we're waiting for the talent to show up in the majors. And one of these days. Uh, Texas. I mean, Garcia, Haim, Simeon. Um, I mean, they get a lefty here, not a very good lefty at that. So definitely don't mind looking at maybe like a mini stack for Texas. And we potentially get some of these uh, cheap hitters in the lineup for them. Um, what's, his, what's the dude that just came over from Milwaukee not too long ago? Um, is it Mathis? He's been playing a little second base. Uh, he's minimum salary. Uh, he's a righty. So, I mean, play the platoon for a 2K hitter in the spot. I don't hate that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely not bad. I mean, Garcia, Simeon, Heim are definitely the ones you want to target going up against Alexander. But anyone you want to round out the stack with um, that's cheap 
has some pop. I mean, Alexander is a below average pitcher and doesn't give a ton of power, but enough where you can definitely stack against them. All right. Arizona at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Eight and a half total in this game. White Sox, a 180 favorite. Henry against Cueto. Any interest here in Tommy Henry? Probably not. Has not been great so far in the majors. Wasn't great in the minors. Um, doesn't strike out a ton. Sub 20% K rate. XFIP over five in both AAA and MLB this year. White Sox, while they haven't been great, still have some power bats in there. I can't pay 7K for Henry. He just he's he's not ready for the majors yet. Yeah, the White Sox, the talents there. They just, I mean, they haven't been the best offense this year, but I definitely would much rather have a righty against them than a lefty. So I'm probably gonna pass. And then Johnny Cueto. I mean, Cueto could put up 20 in this spot, which I mean might be enough. The thing that's kind of like interesting about Cueto is like you know you're getting 95 plus pitches yeah he's also a magician um <laughs> that's the reason he's still around buddy yeah i don't, I don't understand it 2.5 era 4.3 xfip guy just throws guys off balance hey, he's i mean he's he's playing above his head in is it going to stop now? I don't know, but I don't want to pay over 8.4K knowing I'm probably getting two to four strikeouts here. So he just has to come out entirely clean. Probably not playing Cueto, but I'm probably not stacking bats against him either. No, I don't understand why he keeps doing it, but I'm not going to start assuming that he's going to all of a sudden stop getting lucky. He's 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 a magician. Um, anything on the other side here? I mean, I don't, I don't hate some of the bats. I mean, Robert, Abreu, Eloy. They're so cheap today, Grant. Yeah. Um, Vaughn, like, honestly, Henry's, he's not, he's not ready. He's not ready for the majors. He's gotten lucky. He doesn't strike guys out. He still gives up a decent amount of fly balls. Like he's, he's just not ready for the majors. So any power bat in there. Robert Abreu and the Eloy are just so cheap, although they barely paid off this price tag this season. Vaughn Pollock, like they have some good bats in here. Maybe they'll turn it around finally. Maybe they'll fire Tony Larusa. Have to. I have to at this point just assume that it's his fault. I I don't know how. It's, he's making them bad batters, but he's just awful. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think the White Sox are very much in play. They're so cheap. Like, you could stack White Sox with Cole. Gosh, they're, man, they're so cheap. Pollock, Vaughn, Jimenez, Abreu, all under 4K. Yep. I mean, they've let me down so many times this year, so why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Just Here we keep go going. Why not? Why not? San Francisco at Minnesota. No total in this one. Alex Wood, Alec, Alex Wood, and Joe Ryan, the expected pitchers in this one. Uh, any interest here in Alex Wood? He's fine. 8.3K is probably about the right price tag. He's 
been much, much better than he's shown so far this season. Still an above average strikeout rate pitcher. He is going up against a bunch of varieties with power, so it could go poorly. Um, but he's a better pitcher than 8.3K. I, I like him today. Um, don't love him, but I definitely like him today. Minnesota facing Minnesota is, is super interesting right now because no bucks. And, and I mean, outside of maybe Miranda and Correa, there's just not a ton of power, but the problem is they just don't strike out a ton against a lower strikeout pitcher in Alex Wood. So I could see him like going six and just not having like a good strikeout game here. Um, I think he's somewhat interesting for tournaments, but probably not someone that I end up playing Joe Ryan. I mean, super talented young pitcher. Again, another tough strikeout matchup. Um, it's a 14-game slate. You're going to need some strikeouts. Yeah, it's a tough strikeout matchup. They have some pop. Um, so, I mean, the big thing with Ryan is he's a massive massive fly ball hitter or pitcher. Um, and they have enough power in, like, Peterson, Flores, and Yaz. And they, they, they can get some guys in there that can hit the ball at the ballpark. So, not a huge strikeout matchup and potential for giving up several home runs. I, I don't think I can play him. All right. Um, I don't really love any batters on the Giants. Is there anything that you like here? Anyone with power. I really like Jock Jams here. Um, 4,500. Yeah. Again, Ryan's just a massive, massive fly ball pitcher so going up against the guy peterson who can just absolutely hammer the ball massive swing speed i think he can easily take one yard here and then whoever else is in there yaz jd davis gets a happens to get a lineup spot um longoria is under 4k still has some pop like you're home run hunting and if you want you can stack them up they're playing away from san francisco so in minnesota is definitely a ballpark upgrade but i really like jock peterson on his own yeah, I mean, definitely don't mind Peterson. Uh, Wade is another guy. Um, gosh, I just saw the Stowers home run, and he popped out like he popped out in foul ter- territory, and the the left fielder dropped it. it. Looked like it was Ben Gamble, and then the next pitch he hit a three run homer. Oops. Any interest here in Minnesota? Yeah. Um... I could see playing actually just no, I guess the price tags are too. I thought they'd be lower. Um, Randa's fine. Ursula's fine. Sanchez is fine. But yeah, I'm probably just staying away. All right. We got Baltimore at Houston. Bradish going up against the callers. In this one, no total in this one either. Bradish, um, any interest in him? He's so much better than his ERA and how he's played or how many runs he's given up this year. Like, he has a massive 20.5% home run to fly ball rate. He's getting so unlucky. He's such a better pitcher. The problem is it's against Houston. Again, he's probably my second favorite cheap pitcher on the slate he's he's just gotta gotta turn around at some point there's no way he should be giving up this many home runs it's just a tough matchup versus houston 6.1k i think is too cheap for him though so 
I mean, while I Cade better nationals, I this Bradish, if I'm paying down, is probably my number two guy. Just he's got he's it's got to turn around at some point. I mean, the matchup has me scared off. I probably won't play him here. Um, he is allowing a ton of hard contact and slightly above average strikeout pitcher against a one of the lowest strikeout teams in baseball. Um, probably gonna pass. Lance McCullers, 9,700, 91 pitches against Atlanta last time out. Really still struggling with command in his first two starts, and his price went up. Um, any interest here in McCullers? Now Baltimore has been pretty solid hitting recently. And yeah, McCullers, he's, he's walking a lot of guys, sitting at 15%. Strikeout rate is just barely above average. Like, He's got to figure it out before I can pay almost 10K for him in a tough spot. Um, yeah, I'm probably not playing McCullers here. Like, I just don't feel like he's stretched out all the way. 91 is solid, but I mean, until he has like a really good command day, like Baltimore, as crazy as it sounds, has really not been that bad. They're in the playoff hunt. Yeah. They have not been bad. They really haven't been that bad. They started awful. Um, yeah. I got a lot of money on them to win the World Series. And by so a lot does, of money, um, I mean. CJ, Siege. I'm pretty sure he has a lot of, just um, just for them to win the AL. Like I yeah, saw he also got him at ridiculous odds. He got some ridiculous odds. I saw him post some stuff about it. Um, crazy, man. Crazy. Um, bats. Anything on the Baltimore side? Rutzman, like him in this spot. Mullins, um, Santander are all expensive, but I feel like Rutzman is probably the one that's worth it. Uh, if you want to stack them up, McCullers can absolutely get beat up at any given time. Um, he can get crushed in the spot. So, if you want to, I'd probably use the. Cheaper bats, Mateo, Hayes, he's in there. Um, and then bring him with Rutzman. But you're just hoping McCullers implodes, which can happen at literally any time. Yeah, I mean, I think the stack is, is somewhat interesting. Um, no one's stacking Baltimore. And, I mean, they, they're continuing to put up runs. It's just not a ton sometimes, so – just hope that you get him on that one of those good days. Um, Houston, Kyle Tucker banged up um, right now, so we'll have to see if he's back in the lineup or not. I think it was a foot. What are your thoughts here on the Houston bats? Target power. I mean, again, Bradish at some point has to come back to earth, but just continues to struggle with especially righty power. So, I mean, Alvarez is still very, very, very much a play. Bradish is still not great versus lefties. But Bregman, Altuve, Mancini, if he's in the lineup, which he should be, especially if Tucker's out, all very, very good plays. All right. Cruising along here. San Diego at Kansas City. Musgrove against my good buddy, Chris Bubich. I just like saying his name. It's a great name. Eight total in this one. The Padres, a 190 favorite. Any interest here in Musgrove? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going up against Kansas City, Musgrove has been solid all season long. He's very, very good pitcher. Um, 
above average K rate stuff, but just been solid overall going up against Kansas city. It's really not a great lineup at this point. You can go to one 15 pitches. I wouldn't be surprised if he went eight innings, give up zero earned runs in the spot with seven or eight Ks. Yeah. I mean, I think this is just one of those spots where he probably pitches a really solid game and it just comes down to does he, how many runs does he give up and how many strikeouts does he get? He probably yeah. wins. He probably throws six innings. So, uh, Chris Bubich on the other side, we might not have Juan Soto in the lineup. I don't know if that really matters too much here. That matters a decent amount. Oh, I guess probably not. Lefty, using... lefty. Soto. Bubich is extreme. Reverse splits, big time, big yeah. time reverse splits. Um, and that's kind of I was gonna get at, like. Is he that like sneaky cheap play? I just don't think he has enough ceiling to get there. Uh, I mean, 6.3 K, I think he's fine. If Soto's out of the lineup, if Soto's not in there, I mean, what lefty they're probably not, they might not have what more than one lefty in there. So Bubich going up against seven, eight, nine righties, like guys, extreme reverse splits. He's been so much better versus lefties. It's it's or versus righties. It's, it's kind of wild. Um, 6.4 XFIP going up against lefties. 4.1 going up against righties. 20% K rate. He's an above average or he's yeah, slightly above average pitcher going up against righties. Sitting at 6.3 K. I'd probably prefer Bradish. I'd probably prefer Cade, but maybe for Henry. But if you need to go down and you don't want to play Bradish or Cade in his first start, I think that Mass entering if Soto's not in the lineup, Bubich is worth a few shares. All right, bats. I mean, if Bubich is not pitching well, I mean Machado, Dury, these two guys have massive ceiling, and then you could, you know, get a cheap catcher with maybe like an awesome Nola in there. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Padres bats? I mean, I'm not a huge fan, honestly. Bubich versus if it, if Soto was in there, I'd like Soto, but 6.4 K. I mean, everyone's kind of overpriced a little bit. Maybe if Cronenworth is in there for 4,500, it's not the worst play in the world going lefty lefty. Um, but Bubich just does up a ton of hard contact, ton of flights, ton of home runs going up against righties. More than likely, he's going to walk quite a few guys. Um, he could get beat up. There could be a lot of runs scored against him just because he can get a little bit wild. And this is a very patient team. But I don't see a lot of fantasy points being scored here. And I think Boobich could actually do pretty decent in the spot. Kansas City, I mean, Witt and Perez are the only two guys that, I mean, you can maybe play Melendez, but if I'm paying... 4300 for Melendez. I'm probably finding an extra $400 for Salvador Perez, but Kansas City, not a team that I'm going to go out of my way to play on this. No, game. not against Musgrove. I'm, I'm, I'm fading them. Cubs and Brewers. Seven and a half total. Brewers are 155 favorite here. Steele and Peralta. Any interest here in Justin Steele? I think you kind of have to. I mean, the guy's been pretty solid overall recently, averaging about 25 points over his last four games. He's been up over 20 or up over 15 at pretty consistent rate over the last two months. Um, Milwaukee, not an awful matchup. It's 
got a 25% K rate. He's sitting under 8K. Like he's kind of that mid-tier guy where if you don't want to go all the way down to Bubich, to Bradish, to Cade, um, then Steele sitting there at 7,600 is probably a bit too cheap. Um, the total on this game sitting at seven and a half. He's got a four implied run total against him. It's really not too bad considering his price tag and his strikeout ability. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he just dominated this team. This team definitely strikes out a lot more against left-handed pitching. So I think Steele is very much in play here. And honestly, I don't hate Peralta, but I don't love Freddie Peralta. It's not, he just hasn't had like, he's had a few like dominating performances, but he really hasn't had one since like May. Like since he's come back, he's been okay. He just hasn't been like, just hasn't dominated a game yet. He hasn't been striking out guys in the same clip he did the rest of his career. I mean, the lowest point in his career prior to this year was 29.9% Ks, and now he's sitting at 269 He's still a solid overall pitcher, still sitting around 3.5 xFIP, but he can get a little bit wild. The strikeouts aren't nearly what they used to be. <laughs> Good matchup going up against Chicago. I'm fine with playing him if you can't get up to Bieber, to Musgrove, to Strider. Um, that that's basically it. If you can't get the extra 400, 600, $800, then no problem playing Peralta, but unless he's going to go extremely low owned, you're better off trying to get up to one of those three guys. That game where he came back against Pittsburgh, he had great velocity and it's just been way down since then. Um, three miles an hour. To two to three miles an hour in every start since that start. So I think I'm going to pass on Peralta. And like Contreras might not be in the lineup. This might be a really bad lineup. And when the lineup comes out, you might be like, man, this lineup's so bad. I have to take some shots on Peralta. Um, what are your thoughts on the Cubs' bats? Nothing. Nothing really standing out here. I mean, Peralta doesn't give up a ton of home runs. He never really has. Like, yes, they can just kind of beat him up with walks and singles, but you're not going to get a ton of fantasy points. And realistically, the pricing on all these guys is a bit too high out of Fran Mill, who's just not been great this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest in bats in this game. I mean, Renfro is 4K against <coughs> the lefty. McCutcheon's 3,700 against the lefty. Adamas has power against left-handed pitching. Like on the Brewers side, I could see like a, maybe a little mini stack, very contrarian, low owns, and they're not overly expensive. But I mean, I'm probably not playing anybody outside of those three guys in this game. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for Milwaukee, the Milwaukee side, you probably want to target the righties. But realistically, Steel only .61 home runs per nine, still solid overall pitcher versus righties. So. If you want to go Renfro, maybe McCutcheon, who've just always hit lefties very well, both of them sitting at 4K and 3.7K respectively, they're fine. But you're not you're not getting value, and you're probably not getting a ton of runs here, and you're probably not getting a home run. Atlanta at St. Louis, Strider against Jose Quintana. Really interesting game here. Seven and a half total. Braves a 140 favorite. Um, Strider has the strikeout ability to beat any team in baseball. Arenado might not be in the lineup for this game. 
is this a spot we pull the trigger on a guy like Spencer Strider? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, St. Louis is a much, much better team going up against righties who struggle a little bit more going up. Much better team going up against lefties who struggle versus righties. They just have a lot of bats that hit righties really well off. Arenado is in there. Then Strider, outside of Cole, is probably my favorite play on the entire slate. I don't mind double-barreling them. Strider, massive 37% K rate. Been great so far. Gosh, Atlanta's good at getting prospects and signing them. It's ridiculous to me. Every time. Every time I see it. It's just, oh, gosh. Great organization. I like Strider. I'm with you. Um, I think his tournament ceiling is massive in this spot, um, especially with all the – I mean, the the lefties are not big power hitters. The righties don't strike out a ton. It's a good mix of a lineup, but Strider just – it's a strikeout pitcher, and I'll play a strikeout pitcher against any offense. Quintana's magic stuff finally, like, ran out last start against Arizona. This guy – has just it's been magic this year um i mean yep. not getting blown up like even the game against arizona he didn't allow a home run um only allowed, had two earned runs i mean he's only allowed what eight home runs on the season um 120 innings or something like that i was reading it the other day any interest here in quintana no atlanta's a good lineup i don't know if i have an interest in atlanta just because he isn't giving up home runs, but they're a solid overall lineup. Yes, they do strike out a above average clip, but Quintana's still not a huge strikeout pitcher, sitting around 20%, a little bit low league average. So probably staying away. I'm with you. I don't think this is a spot where I'm going to play Quintana. I mean, I think Atlanta is a stacker fade. The problem is, like, this dude just doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're just targeting power bats, and he's not going to give up much power. Um, and that's that's basically it. Like, if I'm paying five plus K for a guy, I want a decent chance at a home run. Acuna, Riley, Swanson, Olson, Contreras, Harris, like going up against Quintana, not 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 likely to get that. St. Louis, any interest in the St. Louis bats here? Not really. I mean, Goldschmidt's fine. He's just so good. But it doesn't really matter who he's facing, but Strider is a good enough pitcher where even if Arenado's back in the lineup sitting at 5.5K, Goldschmidt is 6, O'Neill at 4.9, Gorman at 4.8. These guys just aren't cheap enough to really think about playing them up against a pitcher as good as Strider. All right, Yankees at Oakland. Garrett Cole against J.P. Sears. Have you looked at the total in this game? I have not. Is it even on the board? It's not it even wasn't on the, board. on the board yet. I was just curious. So what do you think this game comes in at? Probably minus 380 New York. Eight total. Yeah, see, I was thinking seven and a half total. Maybe maybe eight total. I think you're you're probably right with the eight total. It's gonna be but... something similar to uh, what was it, Colorado versus Degrom today. So my my other question to you is, it's very rare to see a team favored four hundred, right? That's four to one is a lot. Do we it's think it's happened three? Uh, it's happened six times this season. 
those or seven times a season, eight, nine. I don't know. They've strangely enough lost a decent amount of games. Like the the minus four hundred teams. I saw those stats somewhere on Twitter today. Have actually done terrible. I don't think this one gets up to four minus four hundred, but it very well could. I wouldn't be shocked at some point on some books throughout the day it gets to four hundred. Yeah, I could definitely see one or two books getting up there. All right. Cole against Oakland. I mean, this is a keep it simple, stupid spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cole's the best pitcher on the slate and one of the best matchups. Yeah. I mean, it's baseball and anything can happen, and he's going to be extremely popular. So if you want to play under, be underweight on him, sure. I, I hear you. Um, I'm probably not going to be that person. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Oakland's so bad. Yeah. Uh, the other side of this game, Sears, a lefty, low strikeout lefty, used to pitch with the Yankees. Um, any interest here in Sears? No, he's not going to go over 80 pitches. He's due for some huge negative regression. XFIP is almost two and a half higher than his ERA. Um it's just gotten super lucky. Really not a big strikeout guy sitting well below league average at 16.3%. He had some K stuff in the minors, but he's just hasn't gotten in the majors. So yeah, going up against the Yankees, even though they've been terrible since the all-star break, no, no interest in him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> judge Torres Donaldson, Stanton should be back here. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Yankees stack. Yep. They're not cheap, but... Hate the ballpark, but love the stack. Yeah, I mean, that's really the main problem with it is it's such a tough ballpark. And Sears, even in the minors, didn't give up a ton of home runs. Um, I mean, that's that's the real problem. Judge, I think you can play Stanton. You can play guys that can hit the ball out of pretty much anywhere. Donaldson, sub 4K. Torres at 4K. They're all fine. Um, but outside of those bats, it's just tough to get a home run off of Sears. Uh, any interest in the Oakland bats? No. We move on. Cleveland at Seattle is where we finish up. Guardians, Mariners, seven total. Pick them game. Bieber and Gilbert. It's a fantastic baseball game. Um if you like low-scoring pitchers duels, any interest here in Shane Bieber? Yeah, yeah, I think Bieber's a pretty solid play overall. He's not as much of a strikeout pitcher as he has been in the last few years. He's still been a well-above-average pitcher going up against Seattle. It is a tougher lineup than it has been in the past. Um, like Haniger being back in there, they've got a solid one through five. But Bieber is a good enough pitcher. Total is rising. It was at 6.5, and now it's at 7. Um so could see it normalize at around seven with even juice on both sides here, but still not going to be a high scoring game. Um, 3.5, 3.3 implied team total for the Mariners Bieber with a 25% K rate. I, I have no problem with it. Tough offense to face, but I mean, this is going to be a pretty low scoring game. Um, I could see Bieber having a, a good game. Um, even if like he doesn't, I don't think he gets blown up in this one. The other side, I mean, Gilbert, 
8,100. This guy was a guy earlier this season. We we're talking about like this dude is like the real deal. And he's, I mean, he's fallen off um, a little bit here in the second half of the season, whether it be fatigue or whatever. Um, Cleveland's a low strikeout, high, like low strikeout makes a ton of contact type offense. Any interest in Gilbert at 81? Probably not. You're just not getting enough K's here. While it may limit a lot of damage, I mean, Cleveland's not a team that can take you out of the ballpark too much um, outside of Jose Ramirez. So that's that's a big thing with him is he's got gives up a pretty decent amount of fly balls, decent amount of hard contact. So you barely have to worry about him getting taken yard, but there's not a ton of it here. While I don't think it gets blown up, I don't think you're getting enough upside here uh, to really, really uh, take down a GPP with him. All right. Uh, any bats on the Cleveland side? Naylor and J-Ram. It's pretty much okay. those two. Gilbert giving up big fly balls, big hard contact to both sides of the plate. Well, he was better versus lefties. Um, those are the two main guys with decent amount of power. Man, I have my headphones on, and I there was such a loud lightning strike by my house that I heard it like it was like right out my window. It felt like it's crazy. Um, the Seattle bats. I mean, Bieber does give up a lot of hard contact. So if you want to go with like uh rodriguez or hanniger and try to chase a home run but probably not a spot i'm going to play yeah i mean he's just not getting up giving up enough fly balls and while hanniger and j-rod are both fantastic home run hitters j-rod's really not a huge fly ball guy he's sitting over 6.3k so i i probably and suarez is sitting at almost 5k if i'm going anyone i'm probably going with hanniger you need a uh, catcher, the big dumper, Cal Raleigh, under 4K, much better from the left side of the plate, going up against a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, and he's an extreme fly ball hitter, sitting at 51% going up against righties. So big dumper and Hanniger are probably the two guys that are a bit too cheap here. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here for the weekend under 8K. Just get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? This is a tough one here. I'm trying to probably, I'll go steal. I thought you are going to take my guy. I'm going Cade Cavalli. That's ballsy. I like it. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? My colors. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to go Freddie Peralta. A little concerned about the velocity. Um, just don't think he's he's fully 100%. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you have to go yard today? Uh, There's a tough one here. Um, I'm stalling for time so that I can figure it out. I'm going to go with Jordan Alvarez. I like it. This guy has not hit a home run since July... 15th but he's going yard today and that's my dude stanton i like what i did there because he's been out <laughs> yeah. under 4k to get two hits who's a cheap bet that you like today i'm going luke Voigt. i like that one i i do i'm gonna go aj pollock potentially hitting lead off here for the white Sox to get two hits uh, give me a guy, a, a stack to score six or more runs. 
It's a tough one. Um, gosh. I, I honestly, I mean, New York. Grant, it would not be a morning grind podcast if I did not say Chicago White Sox for this question today. So, oh, gosh. Yeah, was it two years ago? We we stacked the White Sox a ton and they made us a lot of money. I think it was four years ago, back with, I think it was 2019. It was back when they had. Was it Polka. that long ago? Yeah, Polka, Matt Ooh. Davidson. Yeah, they got me to the FanDuel Live Final, and I stacked them in the Live Final. They got my 51st out of 100. Couldn't top the, take the top 50%. Yeah, Polka, Abreu, Davidson. Oh, gosh, Avisail Garcia. That's That That was my – that team won me more money than any team because no one would ever play them. They'd have a random six-home run game. It was beautiful. All right, we are going to get out of here. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We will see you then. Hey, kids.